This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Company of Wolves. Within the forest are strangers lying in wait for innocents who stray from the path. Oh no, I ate a windfall apple! Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's no Hotlanta. Nope. He is Hotlanta ending up somewhere else. It mm-hmm. was too cold in Ohio, so he left. Yeah. He had to go where it was hotter for his yep. lant- lanting needs. Yes. Because you can't lanta where it's cold. So they call him Hotlanta. <laughs> yeah, not tepid lanta or cold lanta. <laughs> Or even mild Lanta. So we watched The Company of Wolves. As suggested by Dummy Act. Mm-hmm. It was a movie. It was indeed. It had parts. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> so while our podcasts think about movies, <laughs> we'll drink about movies. So, all right, the beginning, et cetera, so forth. Yes, John Amplis and all that. And whatnot. So we uh, we meet up with a family. They're heading back from the store. Yep. And we have Father Sark. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mother and one of the daughters. Yep. Almost no one is given a name in this movie, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, makes my job easier. <laughs> so, and uh, it turns out that the younger daughter has just been moping around in her room, I believe is how they refer to it. Yeah, she's got a case of the the mopes. Yeah, and she won't come down, and she's all humdrum. And uh, her big sister... Decides to uh, go try to get her out of bed by being a dick. And calling her a pest. Yeah, like over and over in a weird way. Yes. Yes, pest. Pest. You're a pest, pest, pest. Pest, 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 pest. Yeah, but she fell on asleep reading, what was it, My Weekly or some weird... Yes, the, it was like a pulp magazine. And it just said My Weekly. and But this issue was... The Shattered Dream. Yeah. And they, they kind of show around her room, and she's got, like, a bunch of creepy toys and dolls and shit just, in, like, hanging out in the room. And then she... And then they, they just kind of, like, turn the lights from day to night, and she just stays in bed sleeping the whole time, and then she starts having a dream. Yeah. And the dream involves her big sister running through the woods, which is also full of the creepy toys. Only they're they're, they're bigger size. Yeah. Some of them are adult size, some of them are child size, but they're all bigger sized. Yeah. And that's to let you know that this is a dream. Yeah. And she starts getting chased by uh, wolves. Yep. And, and uh, like a whole shit ton of wolves. A, an entire company of them. 
Uh, more of a pack, I believe, is the term you're looking for, Chris. I stand by of company. <laughs> if Brett had said company, you'd been like, shut up, dummy. It's called a pack. Yeah, probably. But he, but he ain't here. <laughs> so you're the dummy now. So the wolves get the upper hand. And, you know, uh, presumably maul her to death. It's not really shown. No, they, they bait eat her. And then, uh, you know, they have a funeral. Everybody's sad. But it's now it is like olden times, like, like I don't know, pre-Victorian. Yeah, non-specific. But, but post post Middle Ages, pre-Victorian. So I know it's a broad swath of time. But yeah, and they put her in this coffin that is amazingly thin. Like, it's barely big enough to hold her, like, as it would be at that time, which I, they had a period correct coffin for her, which I thought was weird. It's a nice touch. I mean, it was good, but it was just something like, they really put thought into how big a coffin should be. Yeah. And a local boy makes eyes at her little sister. What, the little sister? Yeah, the little sister. Who is Rosaline eating a cookie that Grandma gave her, a Granny, Granny Lansbury. Yeah, and uh, and and they take the they take uh, the cross necklace off of Big Sister, who's going to be put in the ground, and they give it to Rosaline because I guess she's their favorite now. Yeah, by she wins by default. Yep, and uh. Granny says, hey, why don't I take uh, Rosaline with me tonight? Your uh, Her mother is uh, full of hysterical-ness still. Yeah, and she, and she demonstrates that by just looking stoically at everything. Yeah, you know, she's real out of her head emotionally. <laughs> no, yeah, she's, she's very, but I think she's like, yeah, your, your mom's going to need to cry this out. So I'm going to take you off her hands. And uh, so Grandy decides that the best thing to do to take her mind off of her dead sister is to warn her about creepy men who turn into wolves. Yes. And the rules are you never stray from the path. Mm -hmm. You never eat a windfallen apple. Yeah. And never trust a man whose eyebrows meet. Yeah. Yeah, those all seem pretty legit. Yes. I mean, apparently those are the rules to live by in this era. Yeah. And then she uh, she gives her a story about wolf, wolf people, wolf men. Yeah, so this one is there's a lady who gets married to a quote-unquote traveling man. And... They have a nice wedding, they get married, and on their wedding night, he goes outside and just disappears, but they find wolf tracks around the area. Yeah. Yeah. And and then they she fast-forwards time in the story, and then the, the girl lady has married some other dude, and she's got a passel of children, and they, and she hates her life as she tries to make food while taking care of the children. And 
then her I guess he's not really her ex-husband because they never stopped being married. Yeah. But her first husband shows back up and he's like, what? What is what? Like, whose kids are these? These are my kids. And gets angry. Yeah. Oh, if I was a wolf right now, I'd show you, he says. Yep. And so she throws a pan of hot stew in his face and he claws off the skin of his face and pulls the hair off the his scalp off and his like muscle covered skull transforms into a wolf skull covered with muscle and he turns into a wolf. Yeah. It's a pretty gnarly transformation. Well, it's equal parts gross and hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like watching it, like because at one point when it's like it's got its wolf face, but it's all muscle, but it's got its eyes. It looks just kind of like a, like a cartoon puppet character for yeah. a minute. It, yeah, like that's the least scary face you could have given this this thing. Yeah, if if like uh. Anton LaVey made Muppets. It's... Yeah. It's... Yeah. Horrible and hilarious. It's gross and cuddly. It's weird. It's a very strange juxtaposition. But I liked it. Yeah. And then her her new husband shows up and it's like... Uh, I don't really care for a wolf mauling my wife, so he chops the wolf's head off with his axe, and the wolf, the head goes flying into a barrel of milk. Yeah. Which, I'm not sure why there was a barrel of milk there. That seems like a lot of milk to be storing without refrigeration, but it was there, and then the head, like, the milk kind of, like, turns a little pinkish red from the blood, but then the head pops back up, only it's the a human head, not a wolf head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's... That's, that's it. That's that story. Yep. And Granny's like, you get it? You understand what I'm saying? Wind falling apples, man. Mm-hmm. So the next day, uh, Rosaline heads home. Uh, fights off some more of the advances of local boy. Yeah, and his parents are all like, oh, it's so cute. Just kind of like, I don't fucking... No, I don't... Just leave me alone, dude. I don't care about you. And he wants to take her walking in the woods after church. Yeah, but she's like, I don't know. I'm 12. In three quarters. Yeah. And then, uh... She hit, meets back up with Granny. They're hanging out in the cemetery, putting flowers on Big Sister's grave. And uh, Granny's like, hey, I got a story about werewolves. Yeah. This seems like the right time for it. <laughs> Why not? And then she uh, she re- recounts the story of, uh, there's a guy, a, little, a young man. He's walking through the woods. And uh, up pulls a uh, a super fancy limousine. Yeah, like a white, well, like like a white limousine from 
like uh, it looked like it came would have come from uh, like Downton Abbey or something. Yeah. Like, and yeah, uh, like, well, I, I don't know what style of car it is, but it's got like you know the yeah. It's, it's a an fancy car, car, but not too old timey. Yeah. Oh, old timey, but for the context of the story that's being told, the future. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Grandma's got the shine. Yeah. And uh, the guy in the back uh, presumably is the devil. Or you General can, Zod. Yeah, and he's staring at a tiny skull. Calls over the, the young man, and he's like, hey, check this out. It's a vial full of stuff. You know, here. Don't use it all at once, I guess. Waste not, want not. And then he rubs it on his chest and grows a bunch of hair. And then uh, vines grab him, and he turns into a wolf, I guess. <laughs> yep. So that story's over now. Yep, and then uh, Grandma Lansbury makes fun of the priest for being deaf. Well, he's trimming the tree above her, so he drops a branch on her head. Yeah, like you and do. Then, yeah, and then they all then they leave. And I don't uh, know why that existed? I don't know why that happened, but it happened. Yeah. So back in the well, not regular times, but the second layer of regular times. Yes, the the first dream world. Yeah. All the villagers are out looking for for a wolf because it was eating cows or some shit. Yeah. And uh, Rosaline's like, hey, I got a story about wolves, speaking of wolves. And her mom's like, cool. <laughs> lay, it, lay it on me. And this uh, this story takes place I don't know, not contemporarily to this timeline. I think it's more modern, but not as not car modern. No, but it's like near it's somewhere around like revolutionary France. Yeah. Like like pre revolution, but not too far before the revolution. And uh everybody is hanging out at uh well, I I think it's like some kind of engagement party for local well-to-do Frenchman and his new bride. Well, engagement or wedding reception? Uh, possibly wedding. I don't know. Spoilers, I wasn't paying all of the attention. <laughs> Chris was having a dream about werewolves, though. Yeah, I was having some kind of weird inception dream <laughs> about future tech and werewolves. <laughs> Ooh, cyber werewolves. <laughs> uh, and uh, so everybody's having a good old time, and they're all wearing powdered wigs and being French. You know, exciting. With beauty marks. Yeah. And uh, somebody busts into the place, a young lady, seems to be with child. And she's like, hey, remember me? The woman you impregnated? Lord Foppington? <laughs> I was good enough to knock up, but now you're just gonna ditch me, huh? And he's all like, "Oh, how raucous!" 
And so she does the only thing she can. <laughs> yep. And she makes everybody werewolves. Well, no, no, no. She breaks <laughs> a mirror with her mind. Oh, yeah, and then... And then all the nobles turn into werewolves. Yeah, I mean, it makes more wolves. sense when you say it that way. Yeah. And then uh, and they all kind of run around. The wolves kind of all run around the tent a little bit, knock shit over. Some of them are in dresses. It's funny. Yeah. And he, like some, and some of the and it's funny because like the people playing the servants, I think some of it they were acting and some of it they were just like, oh god, what's going on here? Why is oh god, this is all falling on me now? <laughs> they just let those wolves go. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and uh, yep. But then after all the nobles ran off, the servants got drunk on all the champagne left because yeah. you could see them in the tent just like chugging out of the bottle. <laughs> And I guess as punishment, the the wolf royalty people now have to come every night and uh, sing wolf songs to her and her baby. Yes. They serenade them. Yeah. And then someone's like, I couldn't fucking sleep if wolves were howling outside my house all night long. And she's like, oh, no, it's comforting because she's just thinking about the power she's exerted over these people. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, well, okay. If you want to think about it that way, I guess. Reasonable. Yes. And then we're back at uh, the first dream layer. Mm-hmm. Where I think, so, local boy and Rosalie go for their little walk. Or maybe yeah. they already did. I'll be honest. I don't remember. I think they already did, but it's fine. Well, it's yeah. They go for a walk. And then there's a wolf. Well, he tries to kiss her, and she's just like, stop doing that. I don't like it. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. She runs off. She climbs a tree. Yeah. And then, uh, Local boy heads back to town and uh, gets beat up by people for coming back without the 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 daughter Rosalie. Yeah. And then they go look for her, and then they 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 hunt down the wolf by using a duck to trick it into a hole. Yeah. So they dug a hole, covered it with branches and leaves, put a duck on the other side, and get the wolf to try to charge the duck. And it falls and it jumps in it jumps towards the duck and falls in the hole and then they unload all of their single shot weapons into it. And then the dad comes home with a package wrapped up in cloth and just keeps saying that he swears it was a wolf's foreplaw paw when he cut it off of the off of the wolf. Yeah, and, but now it's an arm. Like yeah, a people and, arm. And then Yeah, and then he unwraps it and it's like it's like a hand and a wrist, a forearm, an elbow, and some of the bicep. I don't know how much he took off that wolf, but yeah. And they and it's got a ring on it, and then, but they just throw the whole thing in the fire. And I was like, are they not going to try to figure out like if they knew the person because of the identify it because of the ring on the hand, or they're just going to take the ring and sell it for money because they could use money? But nope, they just burn it all. And you think that would just smell terrible. It smell like burning meat. 
Yeah, but still, I mean, I mean, once all the hair burnt off the arm, it would smell probably smell kind of tasty, honestly, for a while, because it would just smell like burning, nondescript meat. I guess that's true. Because meat is meat, Chris. Meat is meat. If there's one thing I know about meat. <laughs> one thing I learned from the Magnus Archives: it's meat is meat, and meat is me. So, um, Rosalie is uh, heading to Granny's house now. Yeah, and her grandmother had been knitting, was going to knit her older sister a shawl out of this wonderful red wool that she'd gotten. But since the older sister died, she's going to make it for Rosaline instead. And so over the course of the movie, she like has finished it and put like some fringe on it and all that fun stuff. So now she's wearing the whole red shawl around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she's basically Red Riding Hood at this point. Yes. In a nutshell. Off to grandmother's house she goes. Yeah, and she's taking some goods to grandma's house. We've all heard the story. We know what's going on. And by goods, she means liquor, moonshine, and, um... Kind of like some bread or something. Yeah, Granny knows what's Every, up. Bread, cheese, and moonshine. Yeah, Granny seems like fun. Yep. I ain't gonna lie. She's telling horrible stories of murder to children. She makes a nice shawl. She's into cheese and booze. Yeah. And so she's bopping along the, the rabbit trail, and uh, this dude walks out with like some dead pheasants slung over his shoulder, a gun, and a unibrow. Yeah, and as we all know, unibrows, no good. Nope. And he's like, hey, what's going on? I'm a local person. What are you up to, kid? Yes. She's like, well, I'm going to my grandmother's house. And he's like, oh, really? And kind of just starts flirting with her. Which yeah. Is really really creepy considering like he looks like he's in his thirties and she is like in her low tens. Yeah. She's in her twelves. <laughs> and just like, Oh, but no, like he's flirting with her. She kind of flirts back. He shows her his compass. Not a euphemism. Not, it's an actual yeah, compass. Not, <laughs> not a euphemism. Um, drink some of granny's moonshine. And then bets. Little red riding, little red Rosaline there. That uh, she could, he can beat her to grandmother's house. Yeah, and if if she wins, he'll give him, she'll he'll give her his, her heart's desire. If he wins, he gets a kiss from her. Yeah, because you know that's not fucking gross. Nope, not at all. Not even all of it. Yes, it is. It's very gross. All. Of it. And uh, so the huntsman takes off, and uh, he obviously makes it there first. Yes. And uh, knocks on the door, and Granny's like, "Eh, come on in. What the hell?" And he he uh he heads in, and she's like, "Uh oh, you got a unibrow. I know what's going on here." And, and uh, so they hustle. <laughs> yep. And apparently this man's been keeping his pimp hand strong because 
he smacks her upside the head and her head flies off of her shoulders yeah and smacks into the mantle of the fireplace and shatters into ceramic pieces yeah that is all we know about that whole situation there is not there is no clue in this movie as to why she had a porcelain head and why you can just smack someone's head clean off yeah I straight up paused this movie and sat for a minute or two trying to say, all right, what could I possibly miss that makes this make sense in context? What What is happening? And I don't know if it's just because they used the wrong head dummy when they threw it against the mantle or what, or if that's intentional and what that is supposed to mean. Yeah, that's that's some next level symbolism I'm not picking up on. Yeah. And then we cut to Little Red riding Rosaline. Yeah. And she she shows up at Grandma's house. And there is the huntsman sitting there. And she's like, oh, where's Granny? And he's like, oh, he's like, she's off getting wood from the wood pile for the fire. And then she's like, why wouldn't grandma have made you do that? And then looks out at the window at the woodpile and there's no grandma there. And he's like, she's like, I think you're lying to me, sir. Yeah. Hand over uh, to fireplace with hair in it. Yeah. Oh, and when he was fighting grandma, like he had this really long ass tongue that he used to like lick some blood off of his eyebrow or something. Yeah. It was weird. Like he went full Gene Simmons. Except for somehow less creepy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hitting on the twelve year old girl might make him slightly creepier. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think Gene Simmons is real. On her too, which is the gross part. But uh yeah, and so and then she's like, What big eyes do you have? And Yeah. They had to get worked down there just in case you didn't figure out that this was a little red riding hood story. Despite the fact that she was wearing a red riding hood and her grandma got hit. Yeah. And uh, when she goes over to look for grandma, she also snags his gun. Yeah. Which, you know, solid move on her part. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she levels it at him and he's like, hey, hey, hey. What about that kiss? Because this seems like the right time for that question. Girl with gun drawn on me who thinks I just murdered her granny. And she's like, well, I did I did make a bet, after all. And I, they, they kiss, I guess? It's weird. Yeah, it's I don't real weird. exactly. I don't remember why, but somehow or another, nothing about the situation seems to warrant that being the action anyone should be taking. But that's what happens. Yeah. But then, like, And then, like, her family shows up, like, banging on the door. No. No? For, okay. No. She shoots. She they go, She goes for the kiss. And then she recoils. Says something. Because he's got, like, wolf teeth in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Why, you're, uh, oh, Granny, you got big teeth or some dumb shit. Yeah. And then she puts one in his shoulder. And that's when he turns into the wolf by uh, splitting him, like, groin to gullet. Yeah. And, and popping out, which is pretty fun. 
Yeah, yeah. Every wolf transformation in this movie is different. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's cool, I think. I think this was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Where, like, it just splits him in half and a wolf just pops out. It's, yeah. It looks cooler than it sounds when I say it. <laughs> yeah, like his back, like, just splits open and the wolf just kind of comes out of his back. Yeah, so she, well, uh... His back gets hairier. His back gets hairier. Yeah. And then splits open and the wolf comes out, which never made much sense to me. Yeah. But, whatever. And then she's like, oh, poor wolf. You're you're sad, wolf. Let me tell you a story? Oh, yes. Yes, the final story. Yeah. And this, this, is, this is a good one. I'll tell it. Okay. So, there's a well in town. And this wolf girl crawls up from the depths of hell up through the well Mm -hmm. and wanders around town and out of town and stumbles across the graveyard where the priest's house is and he hears her outside so he comes outside and talks at her a bit and then she realizes that she should just go back so she turns back to the town, heads back to the town, and climbs back down in the well. Yeah. Now that was really? it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the story. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously the morals. The morals clear on that one, so I don't. I don't feel the need to dwell on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't get it, I can't explain it to you. Yeah. And no, uh, I feel like it's. I don't know why the fuck that story is in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it it's just like, let me tell you the story about how the wolf came out of the well and then was like, nah, fuck it, and went back in it. Okay, that's yeah. the story. I'm done now. I mean, like, is the implication that the real world is worse than hell, so she went back to hell because it was better? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the, the implication I get from that story. I, I would be concerned that your water supply apparently is full of wolves. I would, I would have somebody <laughs> look into that. <laughs> Well, there's, there's a gateway to hell at the bottom of your well, Chris. That's all. Oh, well, in that case. Yeah. So, uh, story time's over, and the villagers all are looking for... Rosaline? Yeah, and they, they find her at Granny's, and somehow or another, she is also now a werewolf? Well, I think she decided to... I think she decided to accept that kiss and become a werewolf herself. Yeah, so then Hunter Wolf runs off first, and then Rosaline Wolf, they catch her and Granny still, and they're going to shoot Rosaline Wolf, but then her mom's like, nah, that's Rosaline, and then they don't, and then she runs off, and then they join back up with the pack, and much howling ensues. Yes. It's kind of like the ending to The Witch, only more confusing. Yeah. So then the wolves are running through the forest, which also pushes them forward back to the original level of reality, where they smash through the window in regular timeline Rosaline's room, which... 
make somebody read poetry over the end credits? <laughs> That's actually, Chris, from the original Little Red Riding Hood story. It's the end of that. That doesn't make it make any more sense. It's about how young girls should not talk to strange men when they're walking through the forest. I mean, a a good lesson, for sure. Yeah. I feel like less applicable these days, but... (laughs) So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Um, Well, as you can tell, probably, by the timestamp on the episode length... uh, Oh, this not much happens in this movie. They are uh, the last story. I believe we summed up in the sentence of "Wolf comes out of well, says nah, fuck it, goes back in well." That was like ten, fifteen minutes, probably ten. Ten minutes, yeah. Yeah, that's that. That is this entire movie in a nutshell. It is a sentence of an idea that is drawn out into forever. It looks really nice. It's shot well. The sets and stuff are interesting. There's even what could have been an interesting movie here, but it's just so boring. The The wraparound stuff is weird. There's almost no point in there being like the top-level regular time frame people. It's... It's... It's weird. It's a weird wraparound for any of it, why it wasn't just Granny telling stories about werewolves, I don't really know. It's it's not bad. It's just dull. It's... I've seen a lot worse. I don't think it deserves the uh, incredibly high rating it seems to have. In my book, it's like almost a 7 on IMDb, which seems way high to me. Yeah. It. I don't know. I think a lot of people watch this and go, I don't know, I barely understand what's happening, but it looks pretty. This has to be art, I think is what happened. (laughs) If you want a different take on kind of like werewolf mythos stuff, give it a go. But as for me, eh, pretty dull in my book. The transformations were cool. But the whole time I was just trying to figure out what the underlying point of all of this cutting around back and forth stuff was. And turns out there wasn't one. So that was that was fun. It was all a dream, literally. Until the end when the wolves came crashing through the window. I think that was still a dream, but I'm not positive. Well, I don't know. I mean, she was on like the third story of the house. So I don't know how, why the wolves wouldn't have crashed through her window. Yeah, I don't know. I had, I had checked out pretty hard by then, I'll be honest. I was like, yeah, of course they're going through the window. That makes sense. That's what would happen at this point. Duh. <laughs> what do you say, Troy? I didn't like it either. Um, there were some fun parts. Like, the transformations were good. Um, I think there maybe is some kind of, like, like feminist message in the movie because uh, most of the women are basically take control of their destiny as to what happens to them, uh, or at least fight hard. So, I mean, maybe that's what some people are pulling out of it, but I didn't think the message was really strong or well, well telegraphed. Um, 
Angela Lansbury was pretty good in it because she kind of walked this fine line between being like a normal granny and kind of a scary granny. Because and the whole time going, is she really a werewolf? Was she the lady from the first story maybe that had the kids who killed cut you know whose husband cut the werewolf's head off and went flying into the barrel of milk? I wonder if maybe maybe it's her. Like maybe she's killed werewolves herself. I don't. know. Maybe she's like badass werewolf hunter. Like, but no, she's just granny with a with like a mink or something on her door that like flipped out when I nailed to her door that flipped out when the wolf guy walked through. Yeah. That he, that he punched to knock out, which is pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so it, it feels to me like this was this, they were making an anthology movie. They knew they were making an anthology movie, but they wanted to somehow conceal that fact. So they hid the stories inside of stories and some kind of weird like inception thing. I don't know. Like, I don't know why they just didn't like princess bright it and have, Oh, our daughter is sick. Well, we need to go to the store. So grandma, can you watch her? And then grandma tells her stories about werewolves because she likes werewolves. I don't know. Like that would have been a much better way to handle all of these weird ass stories together. Um, it's pretty. I mean, the the production values on this are pretty decent for the time. Uh, David Warner is crim- criminally underused in this movie. But other than that, I don't know. It's it. I think it's worth skipping. Unless you like weird-ass werewolf stories, then give it a shot, I guess. But... Yeah, overall, I it I think it's worth skipping. Hmm. So, what are you watching next week, Chris? Oh no, I forgot. We're watching something about hearts. Oh, yeah, we're watching Angel Heart. Angel Heart, as suggested by me, because Brett told me that Mickey Rourke has always been weird looking. Because I don't think Brett has seen Mickey Rourke since before The Wrestler. Yeah, probably not. So I was like, well, I'll show you that Mickey Rourke was not always weird looking. Mm-hmm. What if other people want to share their opinions about when Mickey Rourke started looking weird? How would they do well, that? Well, they could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could tweet us at slaughterprince, which is slaughter princess with no vowels in princess. They could reach out to us on Facebook where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. Uh, they could go to our website where they can't actually leave us messages, but you can find links to things like our discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com, our store at store.slaughterhouseprincess.com. And I don't remember what the other one is, but you can also listen to us at, uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, iHeartRadio. I think we might be on TuneIn now, so you might be able to just tell your smart speaker to play Slaughterhouse Princess podcast, and it might just go to TuneIn and play it for you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't, there's that one that one other link that I can't think of. It's driving me nuts, Chris. What is it? Patreon. Patreon, yes, where you can pledge a buck or two to us, uh, and we'll take it. Yeah. And thank you for it. Yes, thank you, backers. Yes. We haven't thanked our backers in a long time, so thank you, backers. That's we true. We haven't. We appreciate it. We do. 
We do. And so while other podcasts think about movies, we will drink about movies. Bye. And Brett will just be like, bullshit. It will be like, well, let's talk about this bullshit for a second. <laughs>